Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, everybody. This is Terry from Texas with another episode of, you guessed it, Terry's Mysterious Moments. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, I got a night, I got a late start on this this show, so bear with me. We'll try to get through it. I want to talk about urban legends. You know what urban legends are, right? Down here in Texas, we call them big fat lies. But that's not exactly fair because some of these stories do have a basis in fact. Or they do have some kind of background that, that is real. In Wikipedia, Wikipedia says, An urban legend, popular legend, urban myth, urban tale, or contemporary legend is a form of modern folklore consisting of usually fictional stories, often with macabre elements, deeply rooted in local popular culture. The phrase urban legend has been in use since 1968. A man named Jan Harold Brunvand, I hope I pronounced that right, He's a professor of English at the University of Utah. Wrote a book in 1981 called The Vanishing Hitchhiker, American Urban Legends and Their Meanings. He says the urban legend makes two points. One, that legends in folklore do not occur exclusively in so-called primitive or traditional societies. And two, one could learn much about urban and modern culture by studying such tales. I'm sure everyone at some point in their life has heard an urban legend. One urban legend is of the death car. Story goes something like this, that a man is searching through the want ads for a, a used car to buy. He sees an ad for a Chevrolet that's $100. And it's a new model, so he can't believe it. He goes over just to see, takes his money with him just in case. He gets over there, and the lady says, yes, I only want $100 for the car. I just want to get the car gone. Takes him out to the garage, and there's a Corvette or some other fancy car sitting in the, in the, in the garage. So he gives her the $100 and leaves. Or whatever the amount of the car is. An outrageous price. You know, cheap. 
He starts to notice as he's driving that the car has a funny smell to it, and it gets worse and worse as he drives on. Well, he takes the car to a car, you know, car wash and, and has them detail it. Car still stinks. He goes and he washes the carpet himself with shampoo, and the car still stinks. He washes the upholstery. The car still stinks. He changes out the carpet. He changes out the upholstery. The car still stinks. Finally, he can't take it anymore. He goes back to the lady and says, Ma'am, I need to ask you, why did you sell that car for $100? Because it's got a terrible stench in it. And she goes, Yes. <coughs> My son was given that car by us for his college. And it was his first car. And while he went to college, he met a girl who did not return his feelings for her. And he killed himself in the car, but his body was not found for several days. So that's why the car has a smell to it. The point of this urban legend is that if it looks or sounds too good to be true, then it usually is. One of the most famous urban legends is the one that gets told around campfires and sleepovers and just night meetings, you know where people gather and it's about the hook you know the story of the hook right the young couple are out parking in the local lover's lane and they hear on the radio that an escaped lunatic a murderer has escaped from the local asylum and he's identifiable because he's got a hook on his right hand well they get spooked and they crank up the car and they take off to go home the young man takes the girl to the house, and this is back in the days of chivalry, obviously, because he gets out of the car and goes around to open her door. And as he gets around to her side, he notices that there is indeed a prosthetic arm hanging on the door handle on her side. There's another telling of this story that it takes a different turn, that the couple are out at Lover's Lane, and the young man says, I need to go relieve myself, so if you'll excuse me. He steps out of the car and disappears around back of the car. Well, the girl realizes he's been gone a while, so she kind of pulls herself down into the floorboard and covers herself with her coat because she's getting scared. And she starts hearing a, a thumping and a scratching on the top of the car. And it goes on. It's intermittent. It's not all the time, but it's noticeable. And finally, she hears knocking on the window, and she looks out, and there's a policeman standing there with this flashlight. He says, ma'am, I need you to get out of the car and look straight at me. Do not look around, and I'll take you back to my car. Well, of course, curiosity gets the best of her, and when they get back to the police car, she looks around the cop, and... Her boyfriend is hanging from a tree limb above the car, and it was his feet and toes that were scraping the top of the car and thumping. So, apparently, that killer didn't have a hook. Most urban legends are referred to as friend stories or friend of a friend stories, FOAF, such as Lights Out. You know this story. A normal person is driving down the highway in the, at night and they meet a car with no headlights on so they flash their lights at them. 
whereas the other car turns around and follows the first car until they can stop him and kill the driver. It's part of a gang initiation. There's also one called the killer in the back seat. This has a couple of different variations on it, but basically it's that this woman hears on the radio as she's traveling home or traveling a distance that there was uh, an escaped lunatic killer that the police were hunting. So don't pick up any hitchhikers. Don't do, you know, the stupid things. <clears throat> and she has to stop for gasoline. So she pulls into an archaic gas station that's called a full service gas station. You young folks won't know what that means. Because if you're with your parents, you're usually the full service. But the guy comes out to fill her car up. And as he finishes, he tries to get her out of the car and tries to get her into the gas station. Until finally, he just says, look, I need you to come in and sign the, the credit card. And she does. She goes in with him and he locks the door behind her. Which scares her, but he says, now don't worry. He said, I've called the police because I saw a man hiding in your back floorboard. And he had an axe with him. Well, the police show up, arrest the guy, and it was the, quote, maniac killer. Have you heard the one that Procter & Gamble, the, the great product company, is involved in Satan worship because their emblem is the sun, moon, and stars? Well, I don't much believe in that, but there's a new twist to this, and people are blaming Starbucks on having pagan leanings because of the mermaid on their emblem. You know what one of the biggest urban legends was of its time? A radio actor named Orson Welles. On October 30th of 1938, put on a little radio program that he had adapted from a story by H.G. Wells called War of the Worlds. We know the story. Mars spaceships land in New Jersey and start creating havoc and murder and slaughter and destruction. That put America in a panic. Because... The rise of Hitler in Europe and the, the knowledge that a war was coming and it was going to be a nasty one made everybody in America scared. And I can't blame them. Chain letters are another form of urban legend. You know, if you don't do this, if you don't pass this letter on to 10 family members then something bad will happen to you. If you do pass it on, you'll get money. Nothing ever happened to people, either way. The modern version of the chain letter are the online warnings in emails for fake virus alerts. You know, don't accept a friend request from Joe because he's a hacker. Things like that. I saw one yesterday on, on my Facebook Surprisingly, a more modern version of War of the Worlds being an urban legend was the Blair Witch Project movie. It was so heavily promoted on the internet 
with such strength of conviction in its advertisements and, and promotions that people thought it was a real situation and went to see it expecting to see a movie about a real situation and that included me and I was disappointed but no the the Blair Witch may have a little bit of basis in fact but it's still mostly a work of fiction you heard the one about Mr. Rogers you know it's a wonderful day in this neighborhood won't you be my neighbor Mr. Rogers did you know that he was a Navy SEAL or that he was a sniper with a lot of confirmed kills or they had very tattooed arms that's why he wore long sleeve sweaters no none of those are correct he was not a seal he was not a sniper and he did not have tattoos he was however a minister and he loved children and he wanted to teach children about life not necessarily the bad things of life although they did happen but he wanted to teach them how to handle life how to be nice to people how to deal with people on an honest basis if any of you have ever been to a sleepover boy or girl I would assume I don't think this is a gender bias case of urban legend you found yourself in the darkened bathroom with a candle looking in the mirror saying bloody Mary bloody Mary bloody Mary and even bloody Mary and supposedly Bloody Mary would appear behind you and claw your eyes out well if that's true and all of the times that that was done why haven't we heard about the people that got injured because it didn't happen uh, I did read that Bloody Mary was supposed to be a lady named Mary Worth who was executed <coughs> now in my memory the only Mary Worth I ever knew about was a cartoon character. She was a busybody. She got into everybody's business and she couldn't keep her nose out of it. But that's the Mary Worth that I knew of. There's an urban legend that says Coca-Cola will dissolve a tooth if left if the tooth is left in the Coca-Cola overnight. Uh, no, it won't happen. Have you ever heard of a Walt Disney sickle? Well, according to one urban legend, Walt Disney himself is a popsicle. It says that he was cryogenically frozen in hopes of being reanimated sometime in the future when the cause of his demise could be reversed. Those closest to Disney and those closest to him in Disneyland, Disney World, and in the Disney Empire say that didn't happen because he was cremated. He went the other way. Um, gators in the New York sewers because you know all those New Yorkers that went to Florida for vacation and brought baby gators home because they were so cute and then they turned into such vicious little dinosaurs they flushed them down the toilet and got in the sewers well the city says that didn't happen that there are no gators down there I'm sure there are rats the size of dogs but said the gators are not a, a not a situation uh, the Vanishing Hitchhiker has various 
and sundry uh, versions. One being that this couple will pick up a nice looking but long haired and bearded young man who's very, very uh, kind and, and speaks nicely and, and well spoken. And um, he gets in the back of the car and they're riding along talking and all of a sudden he makes a prediction that the earth is about to end or Jesus is about to come back or the angels are about to take over something. Very otherworldly. And when they turn around to look, he's gone from the back seat with no evidence that he was ever there. There's another version of this story, and it involves a character named Resurrection Mary because it happens outside of Resurrection Cemetery. I believe it's on the south side of Chicago. Supposedly, young men, cab drivers, whatever, will be driving along that stretch of road, and they will see a beautiful young girl standing by the road trying to hitch a ride home. When she's picked up, she gives directions to her house and says that her date left her at the dance at a local ballroom. The man will see that the girl is cold, so he gives her his coat to put on, warm up. Gets to the house. He doesn't. She says, don't walk me to the door. It's okay. She goes in the house. Well, a day or two later, he comes by to pick up his coat. Knocks on the door, and this older lady answers the phone, answers the door, and he says, I'm here to talk to so-and-so, whatever the girl gave her name as, and get my coat back. And the lady says, there's nobody here but me, and who you're describing sounds like my daughter who died like 30 years earlier. Said, but she's buried over in this cemetery, and gives her the name, gives him the name. And he goes over to the cemetery and indeed finds her, her tombstone. And on, his, on her tombstone is his coat, neatly folded. So, a friend of mine had a similar situation to that, but it didn't go quite that far because he left the scene rapidly after seeing the girl. A cautionary tale of being promiscuous in the modern age. The kidney heist. You know the story. A man picks up a beautiful girl at a club or bar. And she invites him back to his. Uh, she invites him back to her place. And he passes out. Well, he wakes up the next morning in an ice-filled bathtub with a note that says, Don't move. We removed one of your kidneys. Call 911. Because the phone is right next to the that uh, that doesn't seem to have happened although it sounds reasonable in this day and age but nobody's been reported uh, I've touched on the killer in the back seat the one about the babysitter that gets a call from the, the father of the children she's babysitting to find out if everything's going okay and the phone rings the second time she picks it up thinking he forgot something and it's Another voice that says, have you looked in on the children lately? Well, she gets scared. She calls the father back. The father says, well, I'll call the police. And almost immediately, the police call her back. And they trace the call and said, get the kids and get out of the house because he's calling from upstairs. 
Well, unfortunately, when the police show up at the house, the girl has run, but the children are upstairs in the bedroom dead, and the man is there still waiting for the police. Um, you've heard humans can lick too. <coughs> girl is in her dorm room, apartment, house, whatever you, the story goes. She's not feeling well, and her roommate roommates go out, and um, her dog is under the bed, so she holds her arm down, and the dog licks her hand. Well, she goes to sleep, and she wakes up to this noise of something dripping, and she can't make it out, and she puts her hand down, and feels the dog lick her hand and she goes back to sleep well she wakes up a little later and she still hears the dripping well she gets up and she walks over to a cabinet and she opens a cabinet and her dog had been killed and stuffed in the cabinet and he was bleeding that's why she was hearing a drip and there was a note on the door of the cabinet that said humans can lick too some of these don't really make much sense, but, you know, anything's possible. Um, the girl comes home to her apartment or her dorm room late, and she doesn't want to wake up her roommate, so she just goes straight to bed. Doesn't think anything about it. Wakes up the next morning and finds that her roommate is dead in her bed, having been murdered and written in blood above the bed are the words, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? There was a rumor going around that became a full-fledged um, urban legend that said if enough people put on their census forms that their religion was Jedi, that the government would have to recognize it as a valid religion. Well, that's not true because people could write their names for John Smith and that doesn't mean that there were you know five million John Smiths in Houston Texas so just because it's on the tag on the form it doesn't mean it's gonna go into public being you've seen the picture of the man standing supposedly on top of the uh, World Trade Center as one of the planes flies toward it uh, that's a myth that was a faked photo have you ever heard that Japan has a city named USA? I don't know how you pronounce it. Maybe USA. So that with all honesty, they can put on their tags, made in USA? That's not right. How about those ugly, really nasty, stinky, smelly bugs called Daddy Longlegs? Being a killer, but they can't kill humans because they got small little things. No, they, they may be able to bite and they may have poison, but they're not killer. They're not deadly. Uh, I've told the story of the hook, um, the dead boyfriend. Here's one that I'd never heard of. A girl hears through the grapevine, fashion magazine, girlfriend, something, that if she washes her hair with sugar water, 
and wraps it up in a towel in the in the style she wants it that the next morning it'll be frozen in place much like hairspray well it's late the next morning and the mother realizes the daughter's not up so she goes up to check on her daughter and her daughter is dead in the bed and when they take the towel off her head she has been gnawed on by either rats mice or bugs so the story has different variations to it I don't know what the what the public's fascination with urban legends are except maybe again as cautionary tales um, to tell us not to do a certain thing or not to do a certain thing a certain way maybe it's a good thing that we have these stories because it can frighten some people out of bad behavior but for the most part it's simply a scare tactic and I've used them myself growing up telling stories but that's what I have for this week is urban legends um, if you have any you want to share with me go ahead send them to me at Terry Terry's mysterious moments on Facebook or at Terry's mysterious moments at gmail.com Terry's mysterious moments on Facebook or Terry's mysterious moments at gmail.com I love any messages you send me I'll respond to them I'd love to hear stories so we can tell them on the air I appreciate you listening to my show I appreciate you listening taking time out of your schedule to listen to what I have to say I hope you enjoyed it I kinda like the the story of urban legends because um, some of them are so weird but anyway that's what I have for this week I appreciate you listening and make sure you come back next week and make sure you listen to real paranormal activity the podcast on Monday nights with Aaron Hunter and Britt Thanks a lot, y'all. Have a good night. Bye-bye.